Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. Second Chronicles 15 and 7. Jesus is with me. Sister Terry has been with me through thick and thin. He was with me when I was down and out. He was with me when I didn't have a friend. He was my friend. He was with me. It seemed like nobody cared. Jesus was with me. Amen. I better watch it. I'll preach on that tonight. Mm. Jesus is with me. Second Chronicles 15 and 7. Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. I want to take for a title tonight, Courage to Obey. The Courage to Obey. Courage is a quality of mind or spirit that enables us to face our dangers. It enables us to face obstacles. It allows us to follow uh, to challenge our challenges of life with no fear, with a calmness, and with firmness. It takes courage to obey God. We can have firmness. We can have a calmness and we can have a fearlessness about us because we know in whom that we have believed. We know that whom that we are. We're a child of the most high God, the creator of the universe and the earth and everything that therein is, the creator of life. We are his child. So if we just have our faith and our trust in him, we can live our life and meet the obstacles and meet the challenges that comes along their ways and they will come. And one of the ways that God molds us into the image of his son is to allow situations to come in our lives that challenge our faith and test our obedience. How many has ever been tested? You don't have to raise your hands. Have you ever been tested? Have you ever had situations that come into your life that challenges your faith in God? Yes. It challenges your faith in God. You may be thinking about giving up or walking away from that challenge walking away from that situation. But that is not God's answer. That's not who he created us to be. He told us to put on the breastplate of righteousness. He told us to put on the helmet of salvation and the loins girded about with truth and the, the feet shod with the preparation of gospel peace and he wants us to go forward, Brother Bill. He don't want us to go back. 
He don't want us to turn around and go back because there's nothing on the backside. We're fighting with the armor of God. Amen. We're rebuking the devil. We're coming against and fighting devils every day of our life. Amen. And let's meet that challenge. Let's meet that opportunity. Amen. That God has for us. And we can face those challenges of life. We don't have to walk away from the situation. We can pray about it. We can seek God earnestly, amen. Seek his face, abase ourselves and put ourselves humble before God and God will exalt us in due time, amen. And God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will anoint us, amen, and help us with the challenges of life. He will give us wisdom. He will give us discretion, amen, and knowledge to know what to do. But he wants us to face the challenges of life with surety and with trust in him and not in our abilities, but in his ability. The nation of Israel is a good example of how God works in the lives of his people. We see after the exodus, after they had uh, crossed the Red Sea, Moses led the people to the edge of the promised land that God gave to Abraham. Twelve men were selected to go into the land and return a report concerning the inhabitants and the terrain. However, ten of those men that brought back were evil reports, and they were reports of strong opposition. Only Joshua and Caleb remained convinced God would give them the victory and in Numbers 13, I just want to read a couple of scriptures here, uh, beginning with 26. It says, The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. They were surrounded, wasn't they? It's just uh, great men everywhere, enemies everywhere. And it seems like in our life, enemies are everywhere. It's just the snake, Satan is just sneaking around and, and to and fro seeking whom he may devour. But it said in verse uh, uh, 20, uh, 30, it says, Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up the evil report, but Caleb knew who God was. Caleb knew that they were well able, amen, to go up and conquer what God had given them. And we as children of God, we have been made more we have been made more. We have been made more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved us, amen, and we can conquer that which God has given us to conquer, amen, in our life and in our ministry. We don't have to be afraid. You see, they were afraid. They were afraid at the people. They were afraid at the men of great stature. And we were as grasshoppers in their sight. We would just seem like we were nothing. And they would just look so much stronger. They looked like they had more fortitude and they had more, uh, uh, could, could come against us. And there were many of them. Amen. And we looked like grasshoppers in their sight. Just nothing. Amen. We are something in God. You are something 
in God. In yourself, you are nothing. Your righteousness is as filthy rags in his sight. Oh, honey, but through the righteousness, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to back down. We don't have to give up. We can press on. We can press on. We can press on. But we don't have, we don't need fear in our hearts. They were afraid. Now, it's natural to be afraid, isn't it? It's natural to be afraid. My brother, one of my brothers scared me half to death one night. We lived down in Boonesboro. I slept upstairs and, and I was going to bed and I had those steps numbered. I knew where to turn at a certain point and I didn't have to have a light and I knew where the door was, so many steps. And when I opened that door, he jumped out on me and scared me half to death. I was afraid until I knew who he was. And you know what? I know who God is tonight. I know who God is. I know who God is. He's the God of the scripture. Amen. He's the God of the universe. He's the God of the earth. And he's my God. He's my God. Is he your God tonight? Do you serve him? Amen. And we don't have to be afraid no more. No more. We don't have to be afraid anymore of what might come our way, but put our strength in the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. He gives us strength. You see, God had pledged the land to them, but their faith became faint at the sight of the people living within the city walls. And we are not to walk by faith, but we're to walk not, we're to walk by faith and not by sight. And Jeremiah, and God even told Jeremiah to not be afraid of their faces. The devil will come at you so many ways, it's, it's, it's not funny. He'll come so many avenues. And sometimes you think it might be God, but he's a, sheep's, a wolf in sheep's clothing. My, my, my brain's working faster than my mouth. But their faces blurred, their focus blurred <laughs> at the thought of battle and their strength failed because they looked at their circumstances more than God's ability. And if we will allow it, fear can store, score a mighty victory in our life. Fear can score a mighty victory in our life. We become afraid of everything. This is not going to work out. That's not going to work. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? And still, instead of resting our spirit and, and uh, leaning it over to the Lord, and, and, uh, but fear can score a mighty victory in our lives if we will allow it. And Timothy said, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. You see, Israel refused to enter the promised land. They refused to enter the promised land. They didn't want to go because they was afraid. Fear overcame their hearts and they rebelled against Moses. Their only responsibility was to go in and claim what God had provided. 
but they sank back in disobedience. They stood on the threshold of victory, but failed to meet the challenge. I've been there. I've stood on the threshold of victory, but failed to meet the challenge. Situations in my life. You ever look back and think, I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? Why was I so stupid? Why was I so dumb? How come I didn't do that? How come we didn't do that? But disobedience is as a sin of witchcraft. Did you know that? It's as a sin of witchcraft, being disobedient to God. The consequences, there's always consequences for your decisions, for my decisions. There's always consequences. We make choices in life. What kind of choices are we making? Are they choices to further it's the kingdom of God and to work for him and to serve him and, and to, to advance in the kingdom with him and, and get people saved and, and talk to people and witness to them. What is our choices in life? Are we making good choices or are we making bad choices? But consequences always follows our decisions. And it followed the children of Israel for 40 years. 40 years. They didn't go into the promised land. They was only weeks away from the promised land. They were there from the exodus till, till the time that they could have went over in the promised land. It wasn't a, a long time at all. They were there. God brought them to the point. He brought them to the time to go over, but they bowed in fear. They stepped back away from God's will and didn't go on with God. They just uh, uh, backed away in fear and, and rebelled against God. So they spent the next 40 years walking in the wilderness. And sometimes uh, when we don't uh, uh, allow God to work in our lives, we say, no, God may be leading us to do this. He's telling us to do that. Uh, and we rebel and we say, no, you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna be walking in a wilderness. You're gonna be walking in a wilderness and things gonna happen. Things gonna come along that you'd wish had not happened and that you could have prevented if you'd just only walked in the will of God, amen, and went on with him. I know where I'm coming from, okay? <laughs> Except for Joshua, and Caleb, everyone that had murmured and complained and rebelled, rebelled over the age of 20-year-old, they perished in the wilderness. Perished in the wilderness. The devil don't want you to reach the promised land. Don't want you to reach that promised land. And I've been thinking so much over the last few days about people going home to be with the Lord. Sister Terry's mother, Sister Betty, Sister Berna Hurt went home to be with the Lord. Sister Patty Hoover 
died. Now, I think uh, Sister Jill's, is it her sister? It's appointed unto man wants to die. And after this, the judgment. We're going to die. We're not going to live in this life forever. Oh, but you know what? We can just pick up our tent, fold up our tent. Amen. And this old earthly tent that we're living in is not going to last forever. Amen. But when he comes and we're caught up in the rapture, amen, and uh, those which are uh, uh, dead in Christ is going to rise first and we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with them in the clouds uh, in the air, amen, and our body is going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, amen. We're going to be changed when the trump of God shall sound and we're going to be leaving here. Preacher, stuff's not in my notes. <laughs> but I got to thinking about going home. I thought, well, dying may not be so bad. You ever just want to go on home? You ever just want to go on and be with Jesus? And I thought it was so cool. And Sister Betty was saying, I'm just sleeping my way to heaven. I'm just sleeping my way to heaven. I'm just... Resting in Jesus. Just resting and basking in his love. You know, he loves you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine God loves you. Amen. And, and it may not be so bad to die if you're ready to go. Amen. I don't know why I'm saying all that, but, but heaven's going to be wonderful. Amen, we get caught up in the spirit here and, and the spirit flows from breast to breast and, and we get excited and the Holy Spirit comes upon our bodies and, and we shout and we praise God and we don't know what to do. Sometimes when the spirit's so strong, honey, just wait till you get to heaven. Just wait till you get to heaven. Amen, I may just go over and take Sister Betty's hand and Sister Hurt's hand and say, let's just dance a while. Let's just dance a while. You know what? They're sitting at the feet of Jesus. They're gathered around the throne, amen, tonight praising, praising and worshiping while we're just sitting here. While we're just sitting here tonight, they're praising God, hallelujah. Get rid of them things. They're praising God tonight. They're praising him tonight, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're praising God. And we so much the more should be praising God while we're here. We should praise him every day. Every day we should praise him. Hallelujah. I was at Kroger one day and went through the line. I was getting groceries by myself. Charlotte was home cleaning house. I don't know why that happened, but that was happening. And I went through and... and uh, I told the lady, I said, well, I'm having to do the shopping. My wife's home cleaning house. She said, she's probably home watching soap operas. I says, no, honey, she got saved. Her eyes bucked up. And, well, the guy that was sacking groceries started asking me questions about the Bible. 
So we got into a Bible discussion right there. You never know what you're going to say. How you act and live your daily life that's going to affect somebody else. You may be humming a song. You may be singing a song. You may be whistling. You may just have a smile on your face. Amen. If you're happy, notify your face tonight. Amen. Live to the fullest. Live to the fullest in God, for time is coming. Nine, time is nigh at the door, amen. When Jesus is about to come back, things are happening real quick overseas and with Israel and pestilences and earthquakes throughout the land, amen. God is getting ready to send his son Jesus back after the church, after his bride. Are you ready? I feel like preaching all of a sudden. Oh, hallelujah. He's coming. He's coming. While we're walking in fear, he's coming. While we're walking in intimidation, he's coming. I ain't done this for a long time. While we're walking in disobedience, he's coming. He's coming. While we're walking in living in our sin, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, God, is this you? Oh God, and we we don't have the guts. We don't have the makeup about us. Amen. To get along with God. We don't have the uh, the thing about us, amen, to, to get right with God and, and, and to seek his face and, and to get about his business. Uh, the world's dying and going to hell. Amen. People's dying every day. People we know's dying and they don't know Jesus. What are we doing about it? Forgot about the time. I don't know. I guess I'll know when they come to the music. God's challenges are not always easy. Matter of fact, oftentimes they're difficult because they require something from us. And many times the very nature of God's command is to set for one purpose and that's to stretch our faith. To stretch our faith as we put our trust in him. Increase your faith. Don't keep living on the low standard. Keep growing in God. Stretch your faith in him. Thrust out into new avenues, into new territory. Say, God, I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm not happy. I, I don't want to sit here and die, God. Let me do something. Help me to do something. You see, they learned the hard way. They had to go through a wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years, they had to go through a wilderness. I've had people say, I talk to them, they say, let me learn the hard way. Let me learn the hard way. I say, you don't want to learn the hard way. I've been there, done that. You don't want to go there. Don't learn the hard way. Learn how to go the biblical way. How to go God's way. Hallelujah. But they, after they wandered there 40 years, after the death of Moses, Joshua took over. Hey, I've got plenty of time. 
<laughs> After the death of Moses, God told Moses to put Joshua in his place. He said, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. It's time for you to die. It's appointed unto man wants to die. He couldn't, he couldn't go into the promised land because he disobeyed God and hit the rock. Smote the rock. So God didn't allow him to go into the promised land. He could see it. He could see it. But Joshua took over. 40 years later, Joshua took over. And you know what? <clears throat> Here it is 40 years later. And the inhabitants of the land were still Israel's bitter enemies. They hadn't changed. They hadn't got smaller. They hadn't got weaker. They were still Israel's bitter enemies. They were just as strong. They were just as vicious as they were 40 years before. You see, we just need to fess up. We just need to make things right and get on with life. Get over ourselves. Let's get over ourselves. Amen. And, and get on with life and, and let God bless us and let God use us. They bowed to fear and crossed. They refused this time. They refused to bow to fear and crossed the Jordan River to obtain God's inheritance. They was afraid 40 years before, but now they're not afraid. They're not afraid anymore. They're not afraid anymore. Sister Terry, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid to do the work of God anymore. I'm not afraid to talk to people anymore. I'm not afraid to share Jesus anymore. I'm not afraid of the devil anymore. I fought the devil tooth and toenail and people fought the devil with me. They fought the devil with me. Come against devils. I never had been so attacked in my life. You don't know the demons that's been set aside to take you out. Ooh, you don't know how many demons are set aside that are coming against you. You, just you alone. How many and how violent, how mean they are and how deceptive they are to take you out. They want to take you out, my friend. They don't want you to live. They don't want you to serve God. They want you to die and go to hell. It's the little foxes that spoils the vine. It's the little things that get bigger and they grow up to be bigger things. <laughs> okay. But if we're willing, if you want to come to the music tonight, I'm going to close very shortly. I'm going to cut it short. If you're willing to allow God to work in your life, 
Our heads bowed this night, please. Oh, hallelujah. That's a key word right there, willing. If you're willing to allow God to work in your life, then, then, after you're willing, then he will enable you. He'll enable you to face your problems. And you can face them without fear. You can face them boldly with God having your back. <laughs> God's got your back, honey. You don't have nothing to fear. You can be brave. you can be victorious you know that God's got you back and you're in him there's nothing in your life that's hindering you in your walk with God there's nothing more powerful he said he's given us power he's given us power to, to tread over scorpions and over devils okashakataya Oh, my goodness. If we will commit, commit ourselves to him wholly and completely, put our trust in his word, put our trust in his ability, And if you lack wisdom, James said, ask of God. And he'll give it to you liberally. He won't scold you about it. But it will be given to you if you need wisdom to know what to do. Some of you here tonight, I don't know. Some of you here tonight may be holding on to something that's standing in your way of fulfilling your call in God. Something standing in your way. Some past problem. Some past struggle you've not got over. The wounds are still there. You need to let the balm of Gilead. You need to let the healer, Jesus Christ, the great physician, bind up your wounds and heal you tonight of those wounds. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. And those wounds will heal if you allow God to heal them. Quit picking at them. Quit reopening those wounds. Quit reopening them. They're not going to heal. But let God put the healing salve upon them. He'll bind them up and he'll heal them. Oh yes, you may have scars, but they'll be scars of honor.
There'll be scars that you can remember what you went through and God helped you go through with them. God's answer, we've all time got questions. And God's answer may not be the answer that we're looking for. It may not be the answer that we want. But it's the best answer. You know, Joshua was there at the Jericho. They was getting ready to invade Jericho. Getting ready to invade Jericho. And the angel of the Lord appeared under Joshua there. Joshua said, who are you? Are you for us or are you against us? <laughs> and he said he was the captain of the Lord's army. Loose his shoes for the feet you're standing on his holy ground. I'm not against you, I'm for you. And he told Joshua, have not I commanded thee, be strong. Be strong. Gird up our loins tonight. Gird up our loins and be strong. He said, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. <laughs> be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whither soever thou goest. God is with us. Jesus is with us. Hallelujah. He puts a hedge of protection round about us when we fully trust in him and we lean not unto our own understanding his grace Paul said Jesus said my grace to Paul he said to Paul my grace is sufficient my grace is sufficient for thee Paul wanted him to heal him. Thorn in the flesh. Prayed about it three times. God didn't take his thorn in the flesh away. But he told Paul, my grace is sufficient. So I'm telling you tonight that God's grace is sufficient for you tonight. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will go with us all the way, all the way, all the way, even until the end of the world. 
What a friend. What a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sorrows and all our griefs to bear. What a friend. Is he your friend tonight? Do you know him as the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you committed your life to him? Have you given your life and your heart to him? These altars are open tonight. If you want to accept the Lord in your life, these altars are open tonight. If you need to cry out to God and tell him your faults, tell him your fears, tell him your desires. God wants to love on you tonight. Will you come to these altars? Let's have a talk with Jesus tonight. Let's come to these altars. Put away your fear. Put away your fear. Put away your doubt. Don't even let it enter your mind that God doesn't love you. Don't let it enter your mind that God doesn't care for you anymore. God loves you. And God cares for you and about you. And whatever you're going through, will you come?